Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Friday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined on this occasion by Tony Anderson. Here we go. And this is one for the OGs. <laughs> <laughs> Those that have been listening for 10 years. <laughs> Probably about 10 of them. It's Alan Bloody Temple. Oh, wow. As the, there's nothing sadder than the sound of a solitary clapping on a microphone. No, uh, that was a that was a lovely welcome, and it's uh, no very very nice to be back. I'm slightly uncomfortable with. Uh, I feel like you're that cash writing checks that this performance won't be able to the cash. But um, yeah, well, let's see how it goes. Things have shall changed we? a lot since the last yeah. time. <laughs> time I Chris, no kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, the, pod, oh, the podcast has turned up the nonsense factor quite a bit. Turned it up to 11, probably. That's, yeah. that, that's quite okay. Yeah, as yeah. far as glorious comebacks, I'm thinking this will be sort of along the lines of when a 60-year-old Undertaker waddles back into the WWE <laughs> and it immediately gets concussed, taking off his hat. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that that's where to pitch it in terms of the expectation for the listeners. Right, so for instance, remember back in the day where, where I said that to improve Scotland's uh, performance on an international stage we needed to send somebody back in time to shag Dimitar Berbatov's granny and yeah. you'd edit it out these days that would stay in <laughs> yeah. well to be fair that was probably borderline most of the stuff that I edited out would have actually landed you in jail so I think it's probably a mix of uh, less stringent editing and probably you calming down over yeah. the years and then um, I had to take on that mantle when Tony joined the podcast <laughs> it's like, see it's no, it's no fun is it you can't say that <laughs> Yeah, ah, it's no fun being the editor, Craig. No <laughs> Dimitar Berbatov probably actually looks like he's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what you're suggesting there, Tony. But, uh-huh. Right, so we shall begin. We've got two main features on the show. We will get to the next game in our Scotland 
top 50 most memorable games list, but we shall start with looking through the kind of out-of-contract players, because Neri's toe poker, Laurie Spence, has done as he does every year and put up a full list of players. He's had he, he's given the the initial list out to Twitter, asked for any corrections, so they've come in, so we reckon that this is all pretty accurate, because Laurie does a, a good job at making sure Must that... Must take... Fucking a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But look at it, wow. Especially yeah. when you look at all these players that have only played like one game and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. all these Hearts youngsters, even I'm like, who's he? Yeah, I think to, to start this section, a massive shout out to him because that was yeah. a massive, you know, a, a huge help. And also, if there's anything that's incorrect, it's entirely his fault. <laughs> so it's, it's a good sort of disclaimer. You know, it's a big stage. job when Craig Anderson's not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but instead of going, so as I've done before, we usually go through every team and maybe assign them players. Instead of that, I thought we'd just kind of break it down into five categories. So we'll start with the first one, the most alarming players to appear on the list. So basically, the ones you looked at and you go, oh shit, they better get him signed pronto. I think we'll all agree on Stephen Davis, especially yeah. after last night's performance. Well, I, I don't have him there, but I'll, I'll explain why soon. Okay, uh, but well, I, but I'll go for we'll all have Gary Dicker, I'm guessing. Again, I've got him somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I'll, I'll, I'll back Tony up here since Craig's is knocking him down brutally. Um, yeah, I've got both Dicker and Davis. I think Davis showed his quality last night. Not only, he's, I mean, he's always been a quality player, but he's evolving in front of our eyes, basically, in this spell at Rangers. He's becoming, he was always intelligent, but he could offset that with his box-to-box ability. Now, uh, the way he's reading the games, the way he's filling gaps, were, I mean, the, the performance against Porto, I thought it was a lot quieter a performance if that makes sense than the likes of Barisic or, or yeah. Ryan Jack however it was quietly fantastic he was just plugging all the little gaps in that midfield three and yeah I cannot wax lyrical enough about that performance and and, and yeah Gary Dicker I'll maybe let you take that one no, since just, with Davis he's just really important to the way Rangers play especially where he allowed them to actually play an attacking performance last night which they might not have been able to do without him I don't think there was anyone else in the squad that could have sort of taking that role and allowed them to play in that fashion. And I think that's really important going forward for Rangers. But Guy Dicker, quite similar. I mean, him and Power have been sort of integral to Kilmarnock's rise, if you like, over the last couple of years. But I know Craig Anderson always says that he probably thinks that Dicker, despite not being the most talented of the two, is the most important. And again, the way he shuffles across, he allows Kilmarnock to play with those fullbacks really high, which is really important. Uh, which also leads me on to another alarming one, which is Stephen O'Donnell. Yeah, I did enjoy Craig describing this section as alarming because I think uh, Kilmarnock are the perfect definition of this because <laughs> looking at their last uh, their last victory against Livingston, obviously, and of the fa- uh, of the eleven starters in that game, five of them are on this list, and you've got another Alex Bruce who I wouldn't say it's alarming if he leaves necessarily, but it's another one on that list. You've got O'Donnell, McKenzie, El McCranny, Dicker, and Burke all on this list so it goes to show that Kilmarnock have some really big decisions to make over the next couple of months and that's a successful Kilmarnock team uh, yeah. and, it, and a successful Kilmarnock team now I know we they had the start and everyone I mean when we look back at all our predictions I imagine half of us have Kilmarnock finishing second bottom but we're all being proved wrong as the media are even though I'm sure not many of them all You've, you've actually talked me round on, on Dicker because I had Dicker in uh, another category, kind of one of the more interesting ones, just because of his age. I think he's 34 now. 33. 33. Yeah. Right, so I just wondered, you know, somebody at that age, would they extend his contract? But I think, well, a lot of players leaving, they'll want Dicker for another year at least to kind of bridge the gap between one team evolving mm-hmm. to the next. So, yeah, I'll, I'll put him in alarming as well because I think... He is very important to Kelly. I don't have a Donald there just because it's been kind of talked about a lot. Talked about pretty much since last year's transfer window. 
that O'Donnell was out of contract coming up at the end of this season. And it's kind of, with some of the clubs that have been rumoured to be stiffer about him, it's almost kind of accepted that he's going to be headed out the door. So that's why I, that's why I did put him in alarming, because I was like, I kind of knew yeah. O'Donnell was going to be on that list anyway. To, just to save us going over old ground later, I would say I've got O'Donnell in my interesting list, and it's purely for the reason that I think it's interesting to see where he'll end up next. Yeah. I don't think it's interesting in the sense of, oh, will he stay, will he go? I think the interesting factor with Stephen O'Donnell is there's a mighty good right back, and I wonder where he'll end up next. But maybe those performance moves in Scotland might make him stay. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, we've seen you. <laughs> he's, he's playing himself out of the shop window. <laughs> Again, I've said it. I've said it multiple times now. I think on this show, Scott McKenna's case for Young Player of the Year last season was hampered by the fact he played for Scotland, <laughs> and that is mental. It's actually a career killer. That's incredible. For young players. <laughs> I'm going to, to take us away to a different one. I would go uh, Stephen Lawless for another one of my alarming what? ones. Um, get to see Livingston quite a lot, um, and I think for two years now. Uh, he's been incredibly impressive for Livingston and in such a way that he's done it in two different positions. Livingston largely, when he first joined the club, were playing with wing-backs. He converted himself into an absolutely adept wing-back. Um, almost became a winger-back. He did. He genuinely did both roles. He was an attacking threat and he defended properly. This season, uh, Gary's changed it more into a, a, a 4 you know, 2 three, one, a, a lot more freedom up top end of the park. And again, you're seeing what made him so popular with the Thistle fans again, that, that attacking intent. And yeah, I think it's massively important that Livingston hold on to him because he's just a he's a low-key part of that team. Other other players seem to get the headlines a little bit more, but he has been consistently terrific for two years now. And I'd imagine he'll be very high on that list because other clubs should be should be thinking about coming in for a player that's that consistent and that versatile because in Scottish football, don't have big squads. Mm-hmm. A player that can now play <laughs> all... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fit squad, big fit squad. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't have big squads, so anyone that can play on either flank and all the way up and down the flank, he's just worth his weight in gold. Right, I've actually not chucked out any players yet, so I've got two. Uh, I've got Vlaklav Hadkladkrey. I've got him. Oh, there yeah. we go, there full we go. house. Yeah. Finally, yes, he's the one. I think he's the player that stood at the most for us. Like, if they, if they lose him, and one that I'd kind of forgotten about. It was like, if they lose him, well, Christ, what happens to them? Because St Mirren have already said this season... I know they got a decent result last weekend, but prior to that, Hladke was keeping them in a lot of games. So they'd only lost one game uh, by more than a goal, and that was a game against Motherwell. But even then, he made like about three or four really good saves. And he's arguably... What, the best goalkeeper in the league outside of the outside of Glasgow? Yeah, because well, Joe Lewis would obviously ah, yeah, argue yeah. with that. But yeah, for St Mirren to have the top one of the top four, five yes. goalkeepers in the league, he's their best player. Let, let's yeah. be frank, yeah. and, and you'd be letting him go would be. And I don't think they're going to be able to do much about it. He know, he'll know, and his agent will know his stocks risen so high that even if he didn't get to move down south, he'd be able to move up the the ranks in Scottish football. His, I mean, hearts are going to be his, all over him. As yeah. we'll get on to soon, uh, Rangers might be looking for a goal here too. Yeah, summer. yeah. His, uh, so, sorry, super fast. <laughs> I think, I think Gladke's, uh, his, his character has also made him almost become more than just a player. He's, he's taken on that talismanic figure among the supporters and uh, it's quite hard to quantify how that happens sometimes. He seems to have filled that role and, yeah, without what to be too negative for you, he's going to be a big loss. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at St Johnston. And mm-hmm. I think that, um, obviously, Luke. Matty Kennedy... Well, they're all rid of the ball because they're off shite. <laughs> well, it looks like it, but I think Matty Kennedy, if he was to get... What's the alarming thing is that they're off contract <laughs> <and> right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go for one out the box then for that one. Ali McCann. 
Uh, he's right. out of contract in the summer, and obviously as a 19-year-old, he's came into the squad and into the team, and I'd imagine most of Johnston fans would think he's one of the few shining lights that have came out this season. When I've watched him, it's really impressive for a guy that age. He's really composed on the ball. He finds space in the midfield, and that must be really difficult when you come into the sort of Scottish Premiership midfield. There's a lot of hustle and bustle, and for a player of that age to be able to come in, find space take his time on the ball, show composure to keep things ticking over. I think they'd be loath to lose him already because I imagine there'd be loads of teams that would fancy a guy who's already broken through at 19 yeah. years old. Quite talented brothers. His brother Lewis McCann's at Dunfermline and looks a real player as well. Big physical forward, rangy for it. Kind of a bit like his brother brings real physicality and pace and yeah, there's uh, certainly something with those two. Like, decent players. I'm going to throw in my last player which is Alex Gogic at Hamilton. That's exactly what I've got. I was yeah, just about to say him. Because uh, Darren McCann is also a contract yes. Darry McKinnon is 34 yes so but he will stay I've got him in another one <laughs> <laughs> McKinnon's probably at least coming to the end of his career where he, he can't really play every single week you'd imagine so it'd be perfect for them to sign up Gogic and for him to be that kind of taking the bat on for McKinnon of being that thug yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tony that said that yeah rel- the spoiler relatively talented thug <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's, he's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Gogic as well. They've done really well moving him from centre half into midfield this mm-hmm. season. And he's now been there for, what, three years as well? There's a bit of continuity, which Hamilton don't always have a lot of. There's a huge turnover of players, and I think that's important. And you're right, he's, he's really shown a lot this season. That, that I, wouldn't, I think they'd be mad to try and lose Gogic now. My so, last one was Peter Hartley. Right. I would, uh, I would, I had a choice of a trio from Motherwell. I would say from such a good start to the season, one of which would be Richard Tate, who hasn't featured as much this season through a oh, variety yeah, of reasons, and uh, <laughs> the other one was Liam Grimshaw, um, who I've always been quite impressed with when I've had the chance to see Motherwell. But I think Peter Hartley is the one that falls into that category of again being a very capable player, but also you get the feeling he's a big personality behind the scenes, a bit like what, we're saying. Wonder, to what, wonder what taught you that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag we go again. Yeah. Bicep emoji. <laughs> he loves watching people get their nose broken. So it makes you a Exactly. That's good enough. And then going to score the week after against that team. Fucking yes. That's great stuff. Okay, let's move on to most interesting. I've got Alan McGregor. Mm, that's that so nearly made it into my alarming section, but just, just, surely signing a new team. I know, you would think, think so, but it's, it's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one whether Rangers sign him again with the, the, the view that when he first arrived back at the club, you're definitely the number one. There's, there's no doubt about it. Even though our previous goalie was good, you're definitely better. You're number one. So I wonder if they sign him again and maybe sign somebody else and say, here you go, here's somebody for you to battle with. And I wonder if McGregor, one, sees that coming and two, would be happy about it. He is qu- quite old. He's 37. He's 38 in January. Yeah. He didn't play like a 38-year-old. He did A couple of save. The double save. Wow. I just thought... He's, see, before last night... Well, last night as we're recording this, I realise podcasts are timeless. But um, <laughs> last night as we're recording this, he... <laughs> I'm getting hung up on dates here. Uh, I would have said before that game... You know, he's maybe not quite hit the heights that he did in his first Europa yeah. League campaign through it. You know, he had a wee dip that he's maybe got away without a great deal of scrutiny because of who he is, how popular he is. But I thought against Porto, he was back to the Alan McGregor that was making big saves and big moments. And although he might have peaks and troughs because of his age, 
uh, see when the big moments come and Rangers fans will be hoping there's going to be some really big moments domestically and maybe even in Europe he's the guy you want between the sticks for those moments it's, it becomes more than being about ability it becomes a, about being the mentality to handle those big moments and also you can only assume he's an absolute Goliath in the dressing room kind of you know getting oh, you know terrify everybody yeah absolutely anger. I mean you saw that footage of them after the after absolutely hammering Aberdeen <laughs> and he was haranguing the referee at full time <coughs> about something and James Tavernier was just laughing as if to say we've just absolutely battled them yeah. but that's that's your mentality right there that's that's presumably what he's looking to bring and that and makes that back four stronger yeah. like you're saying when you go into these uh, away games and uh, in, in places like Portugal where you might be under the cost you were only two under the cost last yeah. night to be fair that it does matter like the guy behind you it gives it spreads sort of confidence through everyone and especially with Rangers they rotate their centre halves quite regularly and I think it's important yeah. that there's a there's a mainstay in there he undoubtedly makes the rest of the team better you know it's a you can kind of sigh sometimes when a manager says oh you don't see everything he does and you think oh, listen he's playing crap not, <laughs> not that McGregor is but you know that can get tedious but he is one of those players that fills that you know that role of being too important he's like a throwback to that nine in a row team when there yeah. were loads of guys in there that you knew just bled Rangers amongst yeah. other things and, uh, and, <laughs> and it was uh, and uh, I think Rangers and big clubs need that there needs to be that connect with the fans and connect with the club and it is important I would definitely look to keep them on I'm going to cross Glasgow for my first one it would be Scott Sinclair um, mm. an interest I, he could easily have gone in the definitely going in my opinion however yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason the reason I've put him in the interesting section is just because I thought it would be quite an interesting talking point as to how exactly we've found ourselves in this point where Scott yeah. Sinclair is going to leave Celtic for nothing after the spell he's had at Celtic this is a player who from the moment he's walked in the door he's won every trophy he's tried to compete for he's up until recently was a key part of that side Up and he scored 62 goals and for the idea that Celtic are going to see nothing back for him and are now in a position How old, how old is Sinclair now? He's only about 30, 31 Yeah he's he's not old enough that they should be cutting their losses without a fee or they shouldn't have They could easily perhaps, pick up a million yeah, from a championship club They shouldn't have you know they shouldn't have left themselves in a position where he's not getting any opportunity to shine, and they're basically paying big wages for a player like that to sit on the bench and then ultimately leave for nothing. There have been points where surely they could have made a little bit of money back on him. He's thirty. You know, I mean, that's it's nuts. It really is. I, I, I just think it's to do with. You, I think you kind of came up, stumbled upon the point there that that's why he's not left is that because of the wages he's on. I think that was the talk when clubs were. It looked like he was heading at the door at the end of the transfer window, but the move. Apparently, I don't know for certain, but this is kind of the paper talk, didn't materialise because the clubs couldn't afford these wages. And that's championship clubs. So it shows you how much money is on it. Must be 25. The talk among Celtic fans is like thirty-five. Wow, <laughs> you've done that, right. That doesn't that doesn't strike. He, did he come through? He came through from that like football idol stuff, didn't he? One of those. Did he? Yeah, no. I'm sure he did. I'm sure that Scott Sinclair came through from something like that. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think anybody appears on any of these shows <laughs> turned out to be any good. What yeah, <laughs> have ended up playing for him for next? Let's <laughs> find out. I'm just, yeah, it just, I, I find it, I find it fascinating that it's all just going to peter out. You know, you watched Scott Sinclair at times for Celtic, and you thought, Christ, they're not holding on to him for long. Don't whereas, me. whereas now, <laughs> Tony's internet has just collapsed. He's absolutely forgot, forgot to put the thing. I will ab- be doing this. I'm ab- checking my phone now. He's, he's <laughs> absolutely crestfallen that he can't prove that Scott Sinclair came through some arbitrary football television show 
I mean, I'd, he's going to get proved wrong, so I don't know why he's so desperate. Yeah, but yes, anyway, I've made my my point on how how sad it is that Scott Sinclair's uh, Celtic career is going to peter out. Tony, do you have an interesting player? Johnny Hayes. Oh, that yeah, mm, that's interesting. Because oh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> quite clearly hadn't thought about it. <laughs> um, Johnny Hayes, um, he's in that strange position because I reckon he'd be happy to stay at Celtic in the role that he's yeah. got and I get the feeling I was going to put him in one most likely to stay as well because I actually think he's, they, those players are quite hard to come by mm-hmm. uh, when they're, they they can do a job he can do a job in multiple positions yeah. and he also well, Le- sco- Lennon seems to like him. and Lennon likes him he keeps yeah. bringing him on in really big moments and games yeah. and he's delivering in those moments and he's um, and I've always rated him I love the way he plays he's so powerful and I know he's getting on a bit but I could see him easily just rotating back into be a left back they could use him as a wing back they can use him as a winger and he's happy to stay I imagine he's happy to stay that role for a couple of years at Celtic mm-hmm. so I would like to think they would sign him up and if he didn't go I would be really interested to see where he would end up would he end up at another Scottish team or would he or would he go down south I think it's one of those that as you say nobody's really thought about it because he just seems to be there yeah, now that you say it, it just seems like a no-brainer. You know, it's Celtic are the biggest club that Johnny Hayes is ever going to play for, yeah. and he on a relatively low wage. This is a guy that you can bring on and rely upon against Lazio. Yeah, so it's and just, coming yeah. on against Rangers, scoring, yeah, scoring, 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 the, scoring the, um, the clincher. Ibrox, I just think yeah, I would, I would definitely be keeping him on, and it just again. That arbitrary thing of under knowing the game is also a really good thing, especially mm-hmm. at a club like Celtic, where you're bringing in players from from all over. He clearly cares, and uh, and he's a good tactical player to have. What else do we have? Um, I will move on to yeah another interesting one from St Johnston I think would be Dre Wright now I know what you're saying the guy's injured for the rest of the season that's not very interesting however he's injured for the no he's back now uh, well he's yeah he was out for yeah he was out for it sorry I, what I mean to say is he's just out for a season so he's struggling to make the yeah. impact you might expect however in a St Johnston team that is desperately lacking of attacking intent is desperately lacking of how would you describe it? Just magical moments, things that you know, things that Tommy Tommy Wright keeps, you know, uh, criticising his side for lack of spark, imagination, creativity, go for it. All the things that are quite useful for winning football matches. I still Come think, yeah, I still think he is a player who, when I watch, I think there's something there. There's mm-hmm. a spark there. If you can just unlock it, if you can get him back to the the level of fitness he was before that injury, which just totally derailed him, totally cut the legs from him, metaphorically and sort of literally, <laughs> uh, then you can, I think there's, I really do still think there's something there. Tony, is a... You'll, you'll, be, you'll be shocked to hear I was talking pish. Dre <laughs> <laughs> Wright actually came through, so put my line. That's who I meant. <laughs> Tony, yeah, do you have anybody else who's interesting? Um, I think the rest I've got, what other ones that we have most likely to stay and most likely to leave? Yes, yeah, so most likely to stay... Uh, so I'll go Stephen Davis. So he was why he wasn't an alarming or any other category for me because I think at this point in his career, he is he's getting on in age. He has played in the Premier League before. He's not going to get another Premier League club. He's then therefore unlikely to go to a Championship club, in my opinion, because I don't think necessarily a lot of them can offer more than, than Rangers could. They're not going to be able to offer playing in European nights, especially if Rangers managed to win the title this year. He could have a crack at the Champions League. And Rangers will definitely want him to stay. I just think it's a it's a fit perfectly. I can't imagine any kind of reason why he would leave if Rangers I've, still want him. I've nothing to add to that. I mean, it's absolutely a fact, and it's a, it's a great. I mean, to finish your career playing for like Rangers, still playing in big games, 
old fun games. A Rangers is going for a title, going for trophies, playing Europe. Why would why would you want to leave? I mean, why would you even want to go even down to the championship? You've done yeah. all that. That's yeah, he's all. done that. That's all. If he was a younger player, you would say maybe go because the ultimate goal is then to reach the Premier League. But he's done, done that. that. Yeah. So I would, uh, yeah, I would totally agree. And again, we're kind of going round in circles here, but. McGregor was my guy for the most likely yeah, to stay yeah. section for a lot of the reasons that we, we touched upon earlier. So I think we've kind of been circling around Davis and McGregor <laughs> as you know key parts for several reasons, and it, it will be fascinating to see how they sort of how that you know kind of plays out in the next couple of months. I went for Murray Davidson just because that's what he does. Mm. <laughs> he he plays for St Johnston. Yeah, uh, can we, uh, can, that'll be on his, that'll be on his gravestone. Yeah, I'll put Liam Craig in for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what happens in the careers, it always ends up every yeah. road leads back to St Johnston every injury means I'm playing for St Johnston yep. and the fact that he's just pretty average now means he plays for St Johnston uh, they'll hate me for saying that I quite like Murray Davidson as a player just see if he could get back to the, the physicality that he once yeah. had but I don't think he'll ever no. get there I think he's I always think it's sad when you say it about players but he's in terms of the player that he used to be yeah. it's gone like yeah. those sort of, even you even used to have those sort of late runs in the box he used to score yeah. quite a lot of headers and a lot of goals and now he is sort of Sad that he is kind of just a run of the mill. Like, good enough to play, don't get me wrong, but he is just another yeah. Scottish Premiership midfielder, which is, is sad. It's an indictment of what happened to him with that injury. He's never really recovered from that. I've got Richard Tate. Of course. I think uh, he's, he's Scottish, getting on in age, hasn't played in Scotland before. I, don't, I can't really see, I don't think he's quite good enough that another club would be like, no, we're taking him off you. And he kind of seems to fit really well into that Motherwell dressing room. He's key to their social media motivational output as well. well. His own social media output is pretty strong. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, that's the key thing when you that motherwell player. You need to have strong <laughs> yeah, social yeah. media again. Um, you probably put Charles Dunn. If somebody's definitely going to stay <laughs> for exactly the same <laughs> reason. Add Hartley in that one as well, but I know we went over Hartley ever, and also McKinnon, just because again, yeah. similar to Davidson, he plays for Hamilton. Right, most likely to leave. <laughs> I've only got one here that's not been mentioned already. Because I've got Scott Sinclair and I've got Stephen O'Donnell. Okay. Uh, I think O'Donnell just I, I think he knows that he can play at a championship club because he plays for Scotland uh, it's he, worth it for him though. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll get, yeah I mean it'll, it'll probably treble at least his wages maybe even more than that Scott Sinclair it just seems like it, right now it seems like he's this season's version of Lee Wallace but Lee Wallace at least it kind of made sense why he was kind of being cast aside because of the whole incident with with yeah. Kenny Miller and the fact that he kind of missed a year as well and was, was definitely rubbish I don't think any of those things are true but Scott Sinclair yeah, but the one I'm going to throw out because I completely forgot he was still contracted to this club is Eduardo Herrera yeah. <laughs> tell me we've got a full house on Eduardo yeah. Herrera yes but I see when he was on that list my first reaction was wow Eduardo Herrera so how much how much do we think Rangers have paid Eduardo Herrera in wages over the last right, few years Pena's must be on 25 so Herrera must be on fuck off <laughs> Quick, Tony, get Googling again. Yeah, no. <laughs> I must be on about 20 or something, 15, 20. Really? I just think that it's is a... Mexican, a yeah, it's a Mexican international. That's I suppose. And he's been... Has he not been away, you know, plundering goals in Mexico? I mean, I don't think he's been doing nothing in this time. It's just Rangers have been paying for him to be good elsewhere. It's, <laughs> it's just... A, 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 obviously, to be fair, I'm saying that in a glib way. I don't know how much of a percentage other clubs are taking of Eduardo yeah. Herrera. However... He just in, in every conceivable way, what a catastrophe for signing! At least they managed to cut their losses on Pena. Yeah. Eduardo Herrera, if they're still paying anything for all this period, that is a, a, a catastrophe. How to, is he not to able to at least Pena give him a few moments? How could yeah. he not 
break in? What was the real issues? It was rubbish. Yeah, he, he was really soft for like a big guy. Yeah, he was very, mm. very cumbersome. What was he actually good at? Well, he didn't seem to <laughs> be. This good. is all his I know the player. I know he was like. Yeah. I was wondering. Like, he, he must have really been a better. So See, we're we're describing him as the player he was at Rangers. Yeah. He must be a better player than that yeah. because if he is only the player that he was at Rangers, then he couldn't be a professional footballer. So he must have other things that we've not we've not seen. And whether it was up to him not being willing to adjust his game slightly or put in the work to learn new things, or he just didn't want to be there. That either way, he didn't show. Anything, and I, I find it, yeah, it's it's fairly inexplicable without without knowing the man. Or, or, or you know. I remember, uh, I remember I was covering uh, the match where Hamilton beat Rangers at Ibrox for the first time in the league since mm. like nineteen twenty eight or something, and Rangers finished that game with Eduardo Herrera and Ryan Hardy up front, and I think it's the first time I've ever been at Ibrox when Rangers have been leading, uh, sorry, Rangers have been behind against a kind of so called lesser team, and I'd be like, they're not scoring here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that fear that we normally uh, get when we go to Ibrox or Parkhead when you watch and you just, it just dissipates away. Oh, who's that? Nah, it's going to be fine. I've got a Jason Holt just to keep the Rangers theme going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bye. You'll be gone. He'll be playing for Hearts. Or he might... Hearts uh, not even interested. Oh, I, I, I remember that, yeah. that good at St. Johnson's. Yeah, I think if yeah. he wanted to go back to Hearts, he, he probably would have went back to Hearts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think... Yeah, maybe. I, so, what, so Jason Holt's career just in towers? No. Or is it going to be doing Friday night football on BBC Scotland for the Championship team? There we go. Right when they fail to come up again at the end of the season, going to be threading balls through for the (laughs) biggest. Speaking of Hearts midfield, I want to throw in Glenn Whelan mainly just because I like talking about Glenn Whelan, but also I genuinely think that's a man who he's you know given everything to the cause, but he is a man that is here for one sole aim, which is to try and get back into the. Euro squad if Ireland make it which obviously looks uh, on, a, on a shugly peg at the moment that is his sole purpose of being at Hearts and he's performing well up here and he's fantastic to watch I absolutely love watching him he's awareness of what's going on about him he's constantly playing with his head in a swivel he, you look at a guy like that when he played in the Premier League and you think what a kind of jobbing midfielder yeah. really <laughs> ordinary and then he comes up and you watch you watch him from the sidelines in the context of Scottish football and you go holy shit you're miles ahead <laughs> without lifting his head he's spraying six 60 yard passes you know he is he's absolutely he's fantastic I love watching him but at the same time he's uh, he's not committed to coming up to Edinburgh for no. a long period of time he's he's like, still his family are still down south I think he's, his head's still down south to an extent and uh, he'll be going that's why he's playing well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, he's zoning out Levine he's yeah. <laughs> back at Stoke <laughs> Levine absolutely furious at the pinpoint passes <laughs> And I'm not giving it away. I know, that's a bit because I was totally on board. I think it was Joel said on the chat. He's like that. Um, Glenn Whelan's the kind of player that no matter what level he plays with, you get the exact same performance. But mm. I was totally on board with that. I'm not doing that as a dig at Joel. I thought, yeah, that's exactly right. But he's been proven wrong. Another reason why he might just want to go is because he's probably doing a lot more work than he thought he was going to have <laughs> to do at Hearts. He's yeah. like the main man playing for Hearts. He probably didn't envisage that. I, I thought William was going to be good because I looked at both him and Demore on the same day and I saw one player who could really pass the ball one player who couldn't and I was like, 
Uh, wheel in, please. <laughs> yeah, that one. No, I think he's definitely gone at the end of the season, but he's one for all Hearts fans and, and anyone that gets the chance to watch him to, to enjoy. He really is. A, he's a quality player and he really kind of t- took me by surprise, that's for sure. I'll keep the Hearts one going. Uh, Brandon's going to be gone. Oh, hi. He's in the media today. Everyone remember me. I am going to be going. Can someone's give me a contract, please? <laughs> yeah, not to be not to be cruel, but if anyone wants to check out that list, and I'm sure there'll be a, a link to it at the podcast or whatever. There's quite a few of those uh, Hearts kids that I think sadly probably need to make the next move in their career because they're not really kids anymore. See guys like Rory Curry and yeah. you know guys like uh, I think maybe Lewis Moore was maybe on the uh, list. But apologies if he's not. Um, you know, like see guys like that. Um, they're now getting to the stage where they, they, you know, you look at an Anthony McDonald or a Harry Cochran. That's the age, or an, an Andy Irvin. That's your age for being a promising kid. So when you get to nineteen twenty and you've already been out on loan to Forfar or whatever it might be. Yeah, it's probably time to elsewhere. You know, I hope they play well elsewhere, but you're, you're, you're right, Brandon would be pretty high on, on that list. I've also put... Oh, sorry, I want to go, Chris. Oh, right, sorry, any other players to go with? I was thinking, like, near Beaton. Uh, I think I've stayed. I was thinking he might go just because he's been there for so long. I get the feeling he might fancy a new challenge. I imagine he's quite a big earner. I think he said earlier this week he'd be happy to stay. Oh, would he? Yeah. All right, I suppose he's probably it. I think because of his... Um, I think Lennon likes him. I think yeah. that's the reason. Like, because of his saying. past, like, because he used to be such a bigger player for yeah. Celtic. He used to be much more of the sort of main man in that midfield, and that sort of his, his roles diminished quite quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, I suppose it'll depend on how much he plays towards the end of the season. He's but, played fairly regularly so far. Came on last night. Yeah, he came He's on last night. Played a few games at centre half, which might not. That, happen going forward that might be no, but I was thinking that might be another thing similar to like the Johnny Hayes thing is like being able to play a couple of positions and being happy to maybe be a sub hmm. is actually quite a bonus for so it's certainly a bonus to a manager I'd say my final one on this list is Craig Gordon and his yeah. hearts I'm, I'm not only not, yeah. not only am I picking Greg Gordon to leave Hart, uh, to leave Celtic. I'll, I'll tell you where I think he should go. Hearts. I just think there's certain moves Hearts that need a goalie next yeah, yeah, it's absolutely there's, there's, stars. there's certain moves that are are so obvious that you just find yourself thinking. I mean, just announce it now. Yeah, that, that's got <laughs> to happen. Surely, you know, sometimes sometimes common sense can get thrown out the window in football. But there's certain moves that you just think that will suit everybody. Craig's, yeah. Craig's made his money. He's you know he will want to play another couple of years first team football. Craig, uh, Craig Levine loves these guys who not only come in with ability but come in with ability you know to I talk really to people in the decision though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know he's he, he he was always going on about you know Aaron Hughes behind the scenes, Nasey behind the scenes, you know uh, Glenn Whelan behind the scenes. Now you know how important they are. He loves guys that come in with a pedigree and can talk through young players. And you look at Craig Gordon and and every for bo- all parties involved, just come you know you come back to Gorgie for a couple yeah. of years. I mean obviously you <laughs> enjoy himself. You got any more Tony? Uh, I was thinking Rory McKenzie might just. Go away now. No, I guess they. another one. Just another one. Maybe similar to like McKinnon and David said he plays for Kilmarnock. Yes, but I still don't think. I think he's, he gets away with a lot, being quite shy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't really like. He gets like he, what he scored last week, and that was like his first goal in like nearly a year as a forward. Is that? He does a lot of good running. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> here we bloody go. I'm sure he does. Uh, no, I mean, he does, and he does have ability, but he's a he's a championship forward. <laughs> Go and be that. <laughs> Live your dream. <laughs> Live your dream. Fly free. Yeah. <laughs> this is your moment. I don't think Sheila Kelly like me will just let him go 
Dundee United. Yeah, another one at Dundee United. They still right. Let's quickly fly through this because we're running out of time. Oh, thank goodness, because I'm really uncomfortable about this section. Okay, yeah. I don't work in the media, so I'm absolutely fine. I need to go back to work. Maybe it's time to retire. I've got Don County, Ross County. Oh, that was my one. That was my easy one because I had so many nice things to say about them. Go for it. Say your nice things. No, you, it was your pick. You, you, you crack on. I'll, I'll chip in. I'll to race through this. So, Doug he's I mean, he was struggling. His form wasn't great for County last year in the Championship. He's barely played for them this season. He's had a great career. I think it's time to call it one. And he's also moved into coaching. Yes. So, and Don Cowie is, you will never speak to a more charming, eloquent guy in your life handsome. and oh devastatingly handsome. Devastatingly <laughs> he's got a great future ahead yeah. of him. Like, so that's a, like, that's a guy who we can happily say probably it's time to retire and not only that, but that's a guy that can have a career in coaching. And the only other one I would add to that and this would be entirely his, uh, his own decision, but also... You know, no, how, we're not saying that uh, when we say this, yeah. we have to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I'm happy for this to be entirely his own decision, but if injuries were to kick back in, he's just got back fit, but if injuries were to kick back in, he's been doing a bit of coaching, maybe Lee Miller. Uh, I've got Lee Miller. Lee Miller is... Um, I still think he's, modeling, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think he's got... Um, I mean, we're just trying to get rid of all the handsome people from yeah. football. <laughs> they stop feeling like goblins in press conferences. <laughs> no. So I think uh, I think he's still got a bit to give this season. I think he can be a good uh, learning, uh, you know, a good yardstick for Lyndon Dykes as well. And I think he can come on and be an impact sub this season. But especially if the the injuries and that pitch at Levy maybe kick in a wee bit for mm-hmm. for Lee, he's been doing a bit of coaching at Motherwell. We did it under Hoosty at Falkirk. I think um, I think you know Lee's another who could probably hang up his boots at the end this season and move into to a degree of coaching Tony uh, see the Stephen Whitaker which is who you're looking for I don't know who you're um, <laughs> throwing Craig under the bus <laughs> um, I think like obviously there's a large portion of Easter Road that I think would say yes please retire but then Stephen Whitaker's doing this weird thing now and again where he does he comes in and he plays really really well mm-hmm. and then he then we like oh maybe he's fine and then he plays again and then he is getting turned inside by Sadoff uh, like so, like it's one of those weird ones. That show and not Clarence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the argument, maybe just that he's not a fullback anymore. Yeah, but when he came Could on against he... Celtic uh, at centre half, yeah, he looked okay. One, he was he was outstanding. He was yeah. more than okay. He was like he was a really big part of why I think Hibbs managed to hold on in, in that game. And maybe that could be a position for him. Maybe away from maybe going slightly down the league might work mm. where he's not under the spotlight he's not a club that the fans know him very well and have huge expectations of who he used to be yeah. uh, and that maybe it would help if he went down the league slightly like some, but Marvin Bartley's have, like everyone thought he was finished and now he's went to now he's went to Livingston and he's he's playing absolutely brilliantly and the Hibs would love to have him back maybe Whitaker could do something mm. similar I guess the difference is Marvin Bartley's not made the money Stephen Whitaker's made, so he kind of Marvin Bartley still needs to go to work. Whereas yeah. you know Stephen Whitaker's lived a good life down at Norwich and probably doesn't need to slide down the league. So if you're him, do you say do I fancy a year at St Johnston? Yeah, maybe you're right because yeah. I think he's at Hibs. I don't know why we keep picking on St Johnston. St Johnston. St Johnston and Dundee United are getting real rough. The teams that were, were interested in him, mm-hmm. and they, maybe it's because he likes. He wants to play relatively big, uh, quote, li- li- big yeah. Literally, the best thing Ian Cathro ever did for Hearts is blow the negotiations with Stephen. <laughs> right, let's uh, move on to the next game and the Scotland top fifty most memorable matches. This is I've forgotten the number. This is number forty-eight. <laughs> Seven. Have we done three already? I think you have. 
No, because we done one that wasn't. We just done a taste ah, of yeah, it. Yeah, so this is 48. 48, yeah. Right, and it's Scotland won Argentina nil. It was an international <laughs> friendly on March 28th, 1990. So I'll read it to the Scotland team. It was Leighton, Goff, McKimmy, Levine, McLeish, who was captain, McLeod, McCall, McStay, McAnally, Fleck, and Bett. And the subs for Scotland that day were McClare and Aitken. The only goal was scored by Stuart McKinney. It's the only goal in his international career. Mm. Uh, what a finish, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's an absolute peach. Terrible defender. Yeah. All the time in the world at the I back guess. post. I'll let, this, I'll let this go on and I'll tell you about an own goal he scored off the pitch later. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most tabloid tease no, I've ever heard in my and life. And it's very tabloid. <laughs> <laughs> So that's looking forward to. Uh, Argentina were the reigning world champions, and we get to the final again that summer, losing one 0 West Germany in a competition that was so bad it changed football forever. <laughs> uh, Diego Maradona was not part of the Argentina team. He was he had commercial commitments in Japan, so he unfortunately couldn't play at Hampton. Wow, I'm picturing him sort of with the itchy band sticks that Joey does in Friends. <laughs> Ichiban. <laughs> They still had five of the team that started the 86 final and in total, including subs, six of the team that would play in the 1990 final. So it was a, good, it was a decent team. Uh, this match represented the international debuts for Craig Levine, Stuart McCall and Robert Fleck. And this is my favourite part about this. Uh, this was told to me by Sean. So this is just Sean's memory we're going from, but uh, this is proper print the legend stuff, so I want to go with it. It was announced by Jim White on Scotsport two days after the match that due to beating their visitors... Scotland had taken Argentina's seat at the World Cup and would be changing groups as a result. <laughs> it was an oh. April Fool's joke. That's incredible. But it gets better. Did Jim White know? Did he think it was real? <laughs> no, I can it. Oh. It gets better because it wasn't as warmly received by some people because many Scotland fans had changed their travel plans <laughs> <laughs> based on the fact that we're playing different teams in different stadiums. Oh my God. It cost an absolute mountain of cash as well. <laughs> Right, so which players do I want to focus on? I've got one, but no, we'll leave, mate. We'll leave. I've got trash only. Similar to when we last done it, Paul Nichols with the Lamanga thing. I really am just daily record. That's <laughs> all I've got at the top of my laptop. Right, I want to give. I want to give the most predictable love of this whole uh, affair, which would be to Claudio Canizia. Now, the reason we're here. Let's be yeah. Honest. Now, the exciting thing about this is, I think we all love to see you know players before they were big particularly in hindsight and you're thinking of Claudio Canizia you know from that World Cup 1990 that was to come three months later you're thinking about him Dundee Rangers but this was a guy effectively still bursting onto the scene at Atalanta people didn't really know that much about him and I think there's a real thrill there but you all know that about Claudio Canizia I ended up down a wormhole so uh, hold hold yourself uh, Alice I'm going to go down the rabbit hole here he he Claudio Canizia's son, Alexander, born in Dundee, and according to uh, a great interview with uh, Alan Petullo that Claudio Canizia did uh, in 2014, considers himself very much Dundonian. He's a rapper in his homeland. Oh, yes! Rapper slash reggae singer, Alexander Canizia. Yep, Alexander Canizia. Alex Yep, he's known for hit singles like Siempre al Top and Congeli Mi Corazon. Which, I mean, you know that already. I don't know why I'm having to tell you that. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, yeah, sound of the summer in 2017. <laughs> but we've, and with his sister Charlotte, who um, is famous for um, empowering herself uh, on Instagram, okay. uh, she's a, a, like a, a model, uh, they're stars of a show called MTV Kinesia Libre, which is basically keeping up with the 
Canijas. Oh, um, wow. yes. Is that st- when did that is that is and it must be on YouTube. That is in its third season. What well, so is going on now? That is going. That it's the last season. The ended. amount of Dundee fans that are rushing right now. <laughs> the, the, I promise you, the the last season of that, which I think airs in Argentina and Spain on MTV, uh, it just ended in July. So it's still going strong three seasons in, and it is according to the site. Follow the lives. Uh, follow their lives of luxury and excess. Sounds like Kiriji up there. Yep. And not only that, but Claudio himself has appeared alongside the guest stars, I would imagine. And, um, I mean, everyone listening will know this, obviously, but some of the guest stars include Fatima Flores, Bad Bunny, (laughs) and V Flower. (laughs) Which, ironically, V Flower was Craig's nickname in uni. But. (laughs) But. But uh, no, I, I would actually love to tell you uh, anything about them. But if you think that I'm googling V Flower or Bad Bunny in my search history, <laughs> you have got another thing coming. Anyway, that, that, that that's my that's my uh, that's my Claudio Canija rabbit hole. I don't know if any of that was uh, in, in any way useful with regards uh, to this game. Definitely was. I'm going to look at uh, <laughs> staying with Argentina. I'm going to look at Carlos Bellardo. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Alan McAnally, that's for later. <laughs> Tony was just giving me a sneak peek. <laughs> right, uh, Carlos Bellardo, uh, who was the manager of the Argentinian side, he was the manager in '86. He was also the manager in 1990. He was very much a pragmatic coach. He claims that he came up with the 3-5-2 formation, uh, and his philosophy was basically seven players would defend and three would attack. So it was very much pragmatism, but he was also a hard bastard as a player. Uh, initially a, an attacking midfielder he was turned as a defensive midfielder uh, where he was alleged to often carry pins onto the pitch to jab at unsuspecting opponents wow that's assault where does he keep the pins um, <laughs> surely what everyone's thinking know. at this point now, like, at what part what part of a football strip do you keep your pins in his sock yeah. I, again pin the legend <laughs> In his sock, yeah, I'm, I'm picturing it up his arse. Sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> Come on, subtext, Tony, subtext. <laughs> no room for that when I'm doing the Daily Record tabloids. Before he was, before he was a, a professional as well, he was a, he was a doctor, he was a gynaecologist. So, oh, come on. Hang on, hang on, this gets better. He's said to have once used his background in contacts in gynaecology to taunt Rassing's Roberto Perfumo about a cyst his wife had, had recently removed. Aww. Perfumo, it said, responded by kicking Ballard on the stomach and seeing red. It gets better. Uh, there was a goalkeeper from Rassing who had a really close relationship with his mother. Uh, mother, historian Juan Presta told Jonathan Wilson she didn't want him to marry, but eventually he did. And six months later, his mother died. Bellardo walked up to him and said, Congratulations, finally you've killed your mother. Wow. <laughs> wow. This guy sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, I would have ended with one of the chirpier anecdotes. <laughs> Lift that, Tony. <laughs> Um, it's not really left. It's, not like, 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 it's just more absolute trash like I had the last time. Like, wife spurns love cheap McKinney. Don't come back, says Angry Louise. Look at this. Look how old this is. It's from like the record. And then I just looked at the bottom and it, oh, there it is. The Daily Record. The copyright Scottish Daily Record. Of course it is. So they were doing this stuff even back then. So, um, but uh, he cheated on his wife. Uh, Stuart McKimmy with a hotel receptionist named Mary Fleming who was 25 <laughs> uh, 
and furious Louise, McKimmy's childhood sweetheart, threw him out of the house when she found out. He was training to be a barman, is what he was doing. So after his career, obviously this is back before... Training, training to be a barman? That's what he was doing. just be a barman. That's just... Because McKimmy met that maybe this is why he was he made the excuse. That's how he got to go to all these hotels around Scotland so he could uh, play away. If you like, I think we've we've all done sort of jobs like that. Did anyone's training to be a barman take more than ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. McKimmy thirty eight. Marie, this, this the, is how you pour a pint. This is how you work the register. <laughs> not these days. You need to know everything these days. But uh, it's met, not these days. <laughs> not certainly, is it? Met Mary at the Highland Hotel where he was training. It's a Highland Hotel. Pour a pint. There's the whiskey. I mean, come on. He said the World Cup star has had a variety of jobs since his top flight football career ended. Hopes to open his own bar. The friend said that we obviously you just get the random pal of Louise, who's obviously four so yeah, yeah. sort of. She had told him not to come crawling back home. Louise is deeply hurt and disappointed at what he did. It is totally out of character for Stuart, is it? I mean, we've got to wonder. Um, <laughs> and then she says, at the height of his football career, um, McKimmy was always banished to the spare bedroom by his wife before match days. She would complain that he got too wound up at big games, making it impossible for her to get a good night's sleep. After a glittering career playing at some of the top teams in the world, McKimmy is now reduced to playing for local league side on council pitches. People get older. Like, yeah, the guy yeah, who's was... playing football, I don't know why they're making that like a criticism of the guy. Aye, there, was, there was no need for that dig at the end. Ma- uh, man who is not... Yeah, man who's not... <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 Absol- that, that dig is not finished. Absolutely furious. Yeah, this is awful for the guy, really. He turns out several times a week for a summer league team in Aberdeen, run by a local evening paper. The players appear in salmon pink strips, sporting a logo for an Aberdeen lap dancing bar. And that's the end. Ah. So what's your next stuff? Because I've, I've got a good one we could. Well, I'll, Alan, have you got anything else? I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I've got to take it back to relative normality. I just want, <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to one of my uh, favourite players who played in that game because I'm a total Serie A fanboy and I used to love Nestor Sincini. Oh, yeah. One of my favourite defenders, a proper Parma, he, Parma Udinese, all over the shop. Cool uh, teams, yeah. Lazio as well. <clears throat> Not so cool. No. Teams. <laughs> 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 Little bit racist. Um, yeah, I just one talking about hard bastards. Just a proper no nonsense centre half, but with these moments of absolute class that he would pull out and. There's nothing better and more Italian, albeit he was Argentinian, than a guy who's absolutely timeless. And he is, as well as having a wonderful career and being in the Argentina time at this, you know, at this stage, for God's sake, 2005, he was a key part of the Udinese team that qualified for the Champions League. 2005, 15 years after this game takes place. Stuart McKinney's playing for a team sponsored by a stripper. And <laughs> Nestor Sincini's helping Udinese no, qualify. No, 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 no. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, he's playing, helping a team. Uh, also, also, he's the oldest ever foreign Serie A goal scorer at the age of 39 and two months. Wow, so cool. I, I, I feel like I should have um, dragged his name through the mud. I feel like I've let everyone down for not doing that, but really, I, I, I just... to be some sort of positivity. Like, yeah. Like, the filth that I look I, I just, uh, I just wanted to give a big shout out to one of my favourites. Well, I've got a couple. Robert Flick, not something I knew a lot about. I, mm-hmm. I liked I liked this sentence, which I read in a, a kind of biography about him, which was which said, in order to ensure... So it's talking about... Tottenham and Chelsea both going for strikers in a certain summer transfer window. In order to ensure that neither club missed out, the two respective club chairmen struck a deal whereby Chelsea agreed not to bid for Nottingham Forest Teddy Sheringham. <laughs> Spurs agreed to leave the way open for the Blues to capture North City's Robert Flick. 
Didn't quite work out for, for <laughs> Chelsea that one. Uh, although Fleck is very highly thought of at Norwich, he's fourth on the list of all-time goal scorers. Uh, but I like the fact that later in his career he went on to manage a team called This Town. Ah, so he's gangster. No, <laughs> say, apparently it's just a place in Norwich called This. <laughs> so not Norwich, uh, Norfolk. Ah, oh, okay. North Norfolk Digital. <laughs> uh, so there was a good quote from him and one article read, I'm not as fit as I was, but then again, I'm not as fat as I was. Uh, at some stages of my career every Friday before a game I would have a Chinese and a few pints fair enough different era yeah fun uh, better era but uh, to because to, I know you're going to have some sort of other depravity here uh, <laughs> yeah. he now works as a teacher assistant at a school for children with complex needs and while he was a professional at Norwich he funded trips for a child with terminal illness for 18 months before the child died fantastic Robert Fleck good egg you're a good Top egg man right Tony what are you going to um, Sunrise sunset. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is an exclusive uh, for the Daily Record from Simon Houston, who really does sound like a Daily Record journalist or an agent. Simon Houston, uh, the daughter. It's uh, just exclusive. I want a divorce from my mum. <laughs> the daughter of former Celtic to Almack has revealed she wants to divorce her mum. What's he going to do with him? Because the the mum claimed that Alan McAnally kidnapped her. And took her down and took her down south, away from her. That's what and was and wasn't paying like the child support and stuff. Clearly, the daughter disagrees. With <laughs> the daughter of former Celtic and Scotland footballer Alan Rambo McAnally <laughs> claims she was inspired by Home Alone star Macaulay Culkin, who divorced his own parents a few years ago to gain control of his millions. Wow. Um, but yeah, apparently the mum was she hated being at the mums because she had to look after the young baby that she had. This girl also, the daughter also didn't go to the mum's wedding and instead went on a cruise with Alan McAnally and his his new lady. Uh, because but, but, and he was it's actually quite sad. Really. I had to get her up in the middle of the night if she was crying so that my mum didn't have to get up. Stop reading. <laughs> Stop. I was ten and Alex was eighteen months old. It happened twice a week for five weeks. Um, He's still reading. I am. Um, um, yeah, you finish reading, Tony. If anyone cannot, if anyone thought that ah, this is what he said, um, Alan McAnally. He's she's a happier wee girl who isn't turning up at school with big dark bags under her eyes from being up all night feeding a baby. He added, if anyone thought that I, Alan McAnally, Sky TV presenter, an ex international no. footballer, had actually kidnapped my own daughter, it would be more than just a police at my door. The media would be camped outside as well. Tell me he's not started a sentence with if anyone thought that I, Alan McAnally, <laughs> Sky TV presenter and ex-international that's, footballer. That's a quote. That's a quote. It's from Simon Houston, so let's not get ahead of ourselves, but <laughs> it's a quote nonetheless. So again, there was humour in that, but it's also a bit quite dark. It would feel yeah. hubristic for you to put that in your CV, let alone a natural quote. Bloody hell. Um, right. It goes on for a while, but I'm not getting into any more of this. <laughs> this section isn't at all what I imagined it would be. <laughs> I'll leave, I'll leave it with this one. I, sh- I should have listened to this section before coming this on. This is Alan McAnally talking about his ex-wife. Yet not once has Ronna contacted the police about this supposed kidnapping. She's a lot of mouth and no action. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow. I mean, he knows he's being spoiled. He's talking to this in an interview. Wow. <laughs> right. Go for Scotland. Alan, <laughs> <laughs> have you got any more? Um... J- <laughs> Do you know, I've got a bit of waffle about Craig Levine, but I, I feel like tonally it's probably a little bit off, so I would probably happily scrap it. He's never won a trophy, that's all we need to know. I've got one more Argentine. Uh, thankfully, he's not jabbing people or, uh, or 
<laughs> and a reality <laughs> TV show. to be a barman. I'm torturing him to be a barman. George Valdano. Uh, scored in the 1986 World Cup final. Uh, this, uh, very good player. Uh, striker while Maradona was in the side. Jonathan Wilson put it as Messi's international record might look rather better if he had a centre forward of the calibre of George Valdano to play beside. Uh, he also he just had a sparkling career. So won a World Cup, scored in the final. Won the La Liga title as a player at the UEFA Cup with Real. Won the La Liga title as a manager. Was a Real manager when they beat Barcelona 5-0 at the Bernabeu. Uh, also cost Real a title when he was manager of Tenerife. Beating them 2-0 on the final day. He also became Real's uh, sporting director or a job to that mm-hmm. uh, description. Later in his career, uh, clashed with Mourinho. Mourinho refused to let him travel on the team bus. Um, that sounds completely believable. Yeah. <laughs> He did also. He was also a well-respected pundit and co-commentator, kind of to- called a kind of football philosopher. He had a couple of quotes. I think I've ah oh, fuck. I forgot to put one of them in. Oh no, no, I've got it here. Is that the quote? No, uh, he described. <laughs> Sounds like an Alan McAnally quote. Yeah. <laughs> he described Rafa Benitez and Jose Mourinho's style of football as a shit hanging from a stick. <laughs> wow. Uh, he also said every team that is good to the ball is also good to the whole public. Oh. But he also also has quite an interesting story. Mourinho will just like that, the way he just likes to be painted as a villain. It gives him power. He also had quite an interesting story leading up to this game. So in 1987, he had to retire because it was found out that he contracted hepatitis B. Now, he'd had it for several years, but his symptoms were just starting to get worse. And he was basically on a flight back from Red Star Belgrade match with Real, and he was sitting behind the, the president, and he started having convulsions and spasms on the flight. So he pretty much quit football, and even though he quit, though, or he kind of went on a hiatus to see if he could get cured, he never could, his playing days were pretty much finished, but he was offered a new contract by Real, nice wee, um, what do you call it, uh, gesture there. He was talked into returning in 1989, though, by uh, Bilardo, and he played in a few friendlies, including this one before the World Cup, however, he got an injury three weeks before the tournament and couldn't play. So, oh, a bit, a bit of a but like I say, he did go and uh, become a very successful manager as well. And yeah, that, I think that brings us back after Tony Smart. <laughs> so, that's all. I'm now, do, now only doing Smart from now on. From <laughs> it's, good, it's good to have a niche. It's, it's, it's easy. It's Scottish footballers from times of past. There's Smart everywhere. There was an interesting year just in Scottish football in general. Aberdeen won both cups. Uh, mm. It was the first time they'd won anything since Alex Ferguson had left. Um, and Mo Johnson signed for Rangers. Uh-huh. In 1990, mm-hmm. uh, I think we all know what made that news, and it was the collapse of the Soviet Union. The Channel Tunnel was built, <laughs> and the Fresh Prince, of, Fresh Prince of Bel Air came on here. This is great. This is like um, football years. <laughs> you know when they, they have the music in the background and it tells you what happened that year. This is great. I'm just kind of drifting off. Yeah. I just uh, the, the only thing that kind of saddens me about it is you look at that result and you you know you look at some of the players that were involved and then you look at the squad that went to 1990 and I know it's the way all Scottish football stories ended, but you wouldn't think that would have ended with a sort of chastening defeat against Costa Rica and then yeah. one of the most kind of, kind of humiliating. Um, well, it's a long list, but one of the most humiliating results in Scottish football history. So, yeah. But hey-ho, that's the way it usually ends. We were quite up and down around that period as well. If you really look at it, like we, we lost to Egypt yeah. a couple of games after. Yeah, we beat Argentina. We got beat off Germany. Then we about East Germany. Then we got beat off. That's a rubbish Germany as well. Yeah, right. So we got we followed up the Argentina <laughs> the win. the worst one. We got beat <laughs> off the worst Germany. 
<laughs> uh, we got beat off Egypt, who I'm assuming weren't a superpower back. Well, they're they're pretty, good. <laughs> they're, pretty they're a pretty good team now, but I'm assuming they weren't that great a team back there. Superpower, you're dumb. Um, Port, we drew with Poland, and then we scrapped a two-one victory with good old Alan McAnally coming forward and. It's going long and, goals. Uh, yeah, we've got that on his arm. Right, that's enough uh, for us. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Alan, you seem a bit shell shocked by. No, that was an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me again. It was uh, it was eye opening. If you'd like to, if you'd like to listen <laughs> a little bit more from Alan, we are going to talk about the Celtic and Rangers games in the Europa League on our Patreon. Head over to patreon.com forward slash podcast. For as little as two dollars a month, you can get loads of content. And if you go to five dollars a month, you get even more content. So you're the winner here. Tony, say goodbye. We, we get nothing. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. And goodbye for me and for the weekend. Hope you enjoy your football. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.